You're listening to Rumble in the Morning on FM 99. Ask Shelly. Ask Shelly. This is the part of the show where you email questions to Shelly that you would never ask her to her face. All right, so let's ask Shelly. Yes, let's ask Shelly. Every Monday at around this time, you send in your questions and she answers them for you. Questions like these, for example, the one that Andy submitted. Hello, Shelly. <laughs> Hope all is well. Many times I've traveled into downtown Norfolk, and as I've driven around Waterside and down past Nauticus, I always spot a windowless building straight ahead. And I've always wondered to myself, in quotes, what does the AT&T building along Bush Street have no windows? Or I should say, why does it have no windows? I've always wondered what goes on inside. I'm assuming it's something related to a landline or cell phone usage, but I really don't know. All I do know is that they've saved a ton on Windex window cleaner. <laughs> Much appreciated if you could find out. Thanks a lot, Andy. Well, what is, did you find? Is the design of the AT&T buildings nationwide that, according to Business Insider, many of the buildings are windowless, constructed to withstand earthquakes and nuclear blasts? But then the article goes on to talk about how they are also secret NSA hubs in some places. Only eight of them in some big cities. They don't mention the Norfolk one as being an NSA hub. But they did say the NSA uses a web of eight AT&T hubs for a surveillance operation codenamed Fairview, a program that previously was reported by the New York Times. First established in 1985, it involves tapping into international telecommunications cables, routers, and switches, only coordinates directly with AT&T and not any of the other major U.S. mobile carriers. AT&T's deep involvement with the NSA monitoring program operated under the codename Cigaro. Messaging, email, and other web traffic access through the program was made searchable through the X-Key Score, one of the NSA's more infamous search-powered surveillance tools. Uh-huh. Is this one of those search tools that got away from them? Uh, yeah, maybe. Remember that years ago? Has to be if it's in this report, they had all right? all these hacks? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the NSA described these locations as peering link router complex sites. AT&T called them service node routing complexes. Hmm. The eight that they're talking about are in the big cities, you know, Chicago, Dallas, Atlanta, L.A., New York City, San Makes Francisco, Seattle. A certain amount of sense. But you do know that we have a tremendously large uh, data cable that runs all the way to Europe that came ashore in Virginia Beach. Sure. Well, you know, in checking... Yeah. In checking online, yeah. it says, yeah. and I don't know if this is true, but mm-hmm. this is all I can find, yeah. AT&T closed permanently at the local AT&T building. That according to oh, Bo- really? Google. Right. But I did see the places that list the building as their address include a medical marijuana card, 420. <laughs> Sweet. And yeah. Verizon also lists at that address. <laughs> we just went around buying up old properties of our competitors because we can. <laughs> Makes them mad. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> fantastic. All right. So that's. So allegedly, so AT&T is not even there anymore, according to them, Internet. It's, according to Google, it says yeah. permanently closed underneath of them. I don't know for sure. I don't know. work there, but. We want you to think that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, letter number two. I just rewatched the video of Rihanna's performance at the Super Bowl and that part where she was grabbing her butt. That is just my setup to explain why I am about to ask you what I am about to ask you. Is there a scientifically proven perfect butt, and who has it? Thanks, Jenny. 
Well, there are so many Cosmo magazine and Women's Health magazine reports on the different butt shapes. Did you know there are five of them officially? Five different butt shapes and how to dress them? Heart-shaped, apple-shaped. It's like, I don't don't have that in this. I didn't grab those details, but like it's like the V and the square. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I did find, though, a study published by the University of Texas at Austin that looked into the theory of 45.5 degrees is the ideal curve of a woman's backside. Quote, this spinal structure would have enabled pregnant women to balance their weight over their hips. Yeah. So we want a 45-degree oh, curve from the spine to the butt. Researchers claim, right. according yeah. to the Daily Mail, that men are particularly attracted to a woman with a back that curves at exactly 45 degrees above the the top of her butt and there's a biological reason to this that angle would have given women an advantage while uh, pregnant in the early hunter-gatherer societies it would have enabled women to shift the center of mass back over their hips during pregnancy meaning they would have been able to forge longer into pregnancy so you'd be out there picking berries or whatever could be productive yeah (laughs) yeah more or less. Be pregnant. Like, speaking now, of Rihanna. That's right. Now get out there. <laughs> Damn it. A trait would have become sexually attracted to men due to the evolution, evolutionary advantage it gave. And they showed a graph that shows J-Lo has that 45 degree spinal curvature angle with a little extra mass on the booty. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. J-Lo, huh? I buy that. Yeah. Yeah. And this is in profile. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. it's the spine to the top of the spine butt. Spine to the yeah. top of the butt. Right. And not the left, right. Yeah, I'd buy that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. She's got a great Well, idea. and then they put with a little extra mm-hmm. mass on her. You with know? a little they, extra. So, yeah, she's got she's got the curve and then a little extra yeah, mass. Yeah. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. All right, finally this. Dear Shelly, who created Worcestershire sauce and why would they name it that? Signed, so Jake. <laughs> Uh, it was created by a couple of guys. You might recognize their names, John Wheelie Lee and William Perrins. Lee and Lee Perrins. And Perrins. Yeah. yeah. According to the company, tradition, when the recipe was first mixed, the resulting product was so strong that it was considered inedible. The barrel was abandoned in the basement. Looking to make space in the storage area a few years later, they decided to open that barrel up and try it again. They discovered that the long fermented sauce had mellowed. It was now delicious. In 1838, the first bottles of Lee and Perrins were released to the general public, yeah. and it was created in the town of Worcester, in the in oh, the well, town of Worcester, yeah. inside of Worcestershire. So right. that's named after where it came from. I say yes, of course. There we go. Uh, if you have a question for Shelly, just send it to Shelly at fm99.com. It's Ask Shelly. We do it on Monday mornings at right around this time.